Hello there, and welcome to a new episode of Rainbow Tapes. I am your host, Liam Koji, and I am, for whatever reason, bringing you this mess of an episode because, oh my fucking god. Okay, so we're going to talk about the second um, semifinal entries for Eurovision 2023. Um, and like the first one, stellar group of, en- of entries, you know, every single one of them, but like maybe, I think there were, what, uh... One, two, three, four, five out of 17 entries or 15 entries. There were 10. There were 10 that I really liked. They were all good. And like, honestly, I would be happy with like any of them winning if we're going to be like perfectly honest here. And in the last episode, I had a top 10 for you. I don't think I liked 10 of these entries. (laughs) They're not good. Like, that first semifinal was stacked, and this is just, like, I'm bored. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I guess, you know what? Here goes nothing. Um, You know, maybe it'll be fun. Um, Also, I'm here alone again. I'm just going to be happy being alone. I'm only going to be alone for my next episode as well. Um, Because I didn't plan things out. And if it was, like, something that I want to talk about, like, normal, you know, I probably could have found somebody. But, like, I want to talk about Hannah. I want to talk about Hannah. I want to talk about Dawn. I want to talk about their scandal. I want to talk about everything. I want to talk about her debut with Wonder Girls and then, like, leading up to relieving P Nation. Like, this, her career is wild. And I really just sort of want to go through it. And I'm, you know, I don't know enough people that are, like, into all that. Um, You know, hopefully in the future. But in the meantime, there's shit that I want to talk about. And you know what? Who the fuck cares? Um, anyway, so I guess getting into it. Bracing myself. Okay, no, we started off with something cute. Um, we started off with Denmark's entry, which is Breaking My Heart by Riley. And my first impression was, oh my god, he's fucking adorable. Um, and it's like very like Scandy Pop circa 2018. It's reminding me a lot of Tuvis Turkey's second album. Um, it's good. I'm, I enjoy it. It's not something that's like super like jumps out at me, but it's like something that I would add to my playlist and be like glad when it came on. Um, it's got that like, okay, here's what I would compare it to. Tuva Sturka's, um, Tuva Sturka, Tuva Sturka. I don't know how to say her name. Um, vowels and Swedish are different, but um no so it sounds sort of like a cross between her cover of lord's um liability and i am blanking on the name of the lead single um lead single from her second album um and like it's super irritating sway Sway, um, Say My Name. It It is very, like, it is sort of reminiscent of Say My Name and actually Sway as well. But um, also, like, the Say My Name video is very similar to this video. It's also really cute. He's wearing a shirt with his name in Hunger on it, and it's adorable. I'm he- I'm here for it. Um, it, I'm, it low-key, like, it's something that I'd throw on in the background while I'm doing other things. Like, it's, you know, it's not something I'm necessarily reaching to, like, listen to. Um, 
And then we have Armenia's entry. I, okay, so it's called Future Lover, and it's by somebody named Brunette, which, like, A, like, Chick's about to be canceled for those cornrows. Although, no, I feel like, yeah, but yeah, no. That was, like, my first thing, uh, the first thing that I noticed. She's, she's going for the 2020 Kim Kardashian aesthetic. But, um, you know... I, I, I don't know what the song is. At some point, it just, like, changes into a completely different song. And neither one of them really makes sense. I don't know. The lyrics I don't, are there. I don't I don't know. The song doesn't make sense. It sounds like two different songs put together. Like, what are, what are we listening to? What am I listening to? The video is fucking awesome. And I think it's going to translate really well to the stage. But, like, what is it? Genuinely, what is this song i don't know like i said like this is going to be a rough one honestly like i will watch the semifinal because i want to watch the semifinal um if something else comes up oops oh something else will come up anyway it doesn't matter um and then, okay, we're just going to move on to um, Romania's entry with uh, DGT by Theodore Andre. This is fucking creepy, man. He's giving, like, basement dweller vibes. And then he's seeing this, like, sexy, like, 2007 to 2011, like, weird, like, sultry, like, um... Like, big band vibes, if that makes sense. And, like, he's sitting there like a slob. He's he's a slob. And he is, you know, flanked by these two women who are wearing literally nothing. Um, as he is fully clothed. For the majority of the performance. Um, he does take his sweater off at some point, but it's revealed into a shirt. And then, like, he takes his shirt off for, like, the last 20 seconds. And then he has these two male dancers behind him, like, pretending to play guitar. And it's like, what are we watching? What is going on here? And they start dancing, and then they're still, like, fully clothed, while these girls are still fully, like, basically naked. And then they finally take their shirts off, but again, they're wearing pants. These women are in, like, a bra and panty. Like, it's not a... What is... What in the fucking male chauvinism is happening in this, like, fucking performance? It doesn't add anything to it. There's nothing, like, subversive about it. Like, nothing is... You're not making a statement other than I'm a creeper. And then he has like something about make love, not war or something stupid written on his chest. Like, shut up. That's not even what the song is about. What are you doing? You clearly don't care enough. Like, why are you virtue signaling? And like, honestly, like, I don't know. Songs that are not like, I'm typically not this person, but like songs that are not like profound, like larger themes are not landing super well this year with Eurovision. And, you know, it... Uh, so, actually, there were a few entries, especially in this one, that I noticed, like, sort of maybe taking a bit of a page out of Monoskin's book. And, you know, you have, like, the, the quote-unquote sexiness, because, oh, my God, like, no. 
like a body is a body. I don't have a particular, I don't have a type. I've never discriminated like in like real life or anything like that. But like at the end of the day, also like if you are going to have dancers that are of a certain body type, I don't know. It's just, it's weird to like, for him to be like, here's my body, but it's not the bodies that are on stage with me. And I'm definitely not held to the same standard that I hold my women to. Like, something doesn't sit right with me about that. Um, I don't know. I needed water after that. That bothered me. This performance bothered me. This performance irritated the fucking shit out of me. Not gonna lie. Um, not sure if I made that clear. <laughs> but I did not like it. And it is not something that I will be uh, revisiting. Um, all right. Next up, we have Estonia's entry. Um, Alika's Bridges. <sighs> nope. Uh-uh. I... It, I, what are we doing here? It's like a piano ballad. She has beautiful, very talented. It's a passable song, but it's not exciting. And I really don't like being negative, but like, there's not much to be positive about with this. It's just not, I don't know. It's just like weird. I, I don't know. I've never paid this much attention to, like, the semifinal entries, so, like, that could be it, and I could have just, like, missed all, like, the boring shit in the past, but, like, I don't, it just, it was fine, it just made zero impact, like, I literally, like, I don't even have notes written because I didn't know what to write, um, there's just something missing, maybe I'll go through and talk about, like, what's missing at some point, because, like, I can't, this is, it's not... It's not good. Um, anyway, we're going to move right along to um, Belgium's entry. Gustav, because of you. Okay, I really like this. And I really didn't want to. I Okay, so like on the surface level, like the lyrics are a little bit too much. I do not like songs that like hit like... I don't like a gay anthem that like hits the themes over your head. Like, self-love, you know, acceptance, ex you know, accept like, inclusion, all that. Like, I don't like when those themes sort of hit you over the head, but given the current climate, I, it made me cry. And I, a, a club song made me cry. Um, and I don't know if that's about the song or about the emotional state right now, but I, I do really enjoy the song. Um, especially on second listen, like, once I, like, listened closely to it. I really, really enjoyed it. And, you know, it is a love letter to the community. And it is nice to see this sort of overt representation. Because um, every once in a while, it really does, it really just does, like, need to be, you know, explicitly stated, we're here and we, you know, fuck you. <laughs> and I don't know if, like, is, so this is also coming from an American perspective. I don't know if, like, the same level of shit is going on in, like, the rest of the developed Western world. Like, I don't know if, like, Europe is having the same issues 
or like if they are if they're like to the same degree because like it's bad here like it is bad we're literally like the queer community is literally out here fighting for our fucking lives right now um and you know and i also say this coming from like a place of privilege you know trans women in particular are under attack you know it's it's bad and so to have a song like this which is just sort of like about love and queer joy and you know and to have like the the visual the first time i watched the visual it didn't make much of an impact on me the second time i watched it i was like oh this is actually kind of cool because it i love featuring like i said like queer joy and you know he had the drag queens he had the voguers he had like diverse representation in that video like from our community and it was honestly really nice to see. It was really nice to watch. It feels like something, you know, that needs to be seen outside of, you know, we have like very specific representation in media. You know, we really, we we have Drag Race and we get to see queer people on that and like full like free expression there. And that's kind of it. And, like, that's, like, the most mainstream representation that we have. And, you know, queer people exist outside of that in media, but it's, you know, it's never the character is, like, fully embracing their queerness. And it's really, rarely, and if they are embracing their queerness, it's out of fucking trauma. So, you know, it, it's really nice. Sorry, I went on a weird long tangent on that, but, like, watching that, like, made me emotional tonight. And honestly, like, it's going to be... I will be shocked if this does not make the final. Um, especially given how bad the competition is. Oh <laughs> God. This is a bright spot. This is one of the only bright spots. I, I gotta tell ya. Um, but um, yeah. No, that really made me... It, it made me very happy. Um, okay. And now we will get into... Um, Cypress's entry, um, Break a Broken Heart by Andrew Lambro, Lambru, Lambru, Lambro. I don't, we're back to like me not knowing na- how to pronounce names that are not English, French, Spanish, Italian, or kind of German. Um, okay, so he is very attractive. Um, I have in my wrote them in my notes that he is so hot that it feels homophobic. Uh, <laughs> um, apparently I'm horny tonight. I don't know. I have this written for a lot of them. You know, whatever. Um, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I don't remember the song. Um, which is actually again in my notes. I have that it's. I've written that it's forgettable. Um, it was a passable power ballad. Like it was sort of like a. I don't know if I'd call it a power ballad. But it's like somewhere in between there and like a pop, like it's it's a pop ballad, but like with power ballad tendencies, um, and it's sort of there, like it was another song where like there was not a whole lot of emotional impact. I just sort of listened and I watched and moved on with my life. There was nothing, you know. 
there's nothing super exciting about it. I don't, it, it, I, I feel bad because like he's talented and like, he has a great, vo- he has a great voice and like the tone of his voice is fucking incredible. And he's like fucking hot again, but you know, it just, the song feels a little bit dated. It felt sort of like something that I would have been listening to in like 2014. And I think that might be why it didn't have the emotional impact that it should have. Because we like have had those styles done before. There's no update to it. There's no new take on it. And it just sort of, you know, it's there and it's good, but there's like, it's there. And that's really it. Um, and yeah, thinking about it now, like it does feel very dated. And I think that that might be why it didn't really excite me because I had listened to so many better sort of versions of that when it was still a thing. And some of those songs are like songs that I do go back to, but you know, it's just not, it doesn't hit in the same way. And then on top of that, like if you're doing it in a more generic sounding way, it just, it really doesn't have the impact. Um, there were no feelings had. Um, anyway, next up we have Iceland's entry, um, which is called Power by Jesus. Okay. Dilia? Girl. I don't know. Um, let me look up how to pronounce this poor girl's name. Um, I am obsessed with this song, with this entry. Um... Let me see, Um, The song is really good. So, like, I mean, right off the bat, blonde chick with with space buns and an oversized power suit, like, I'm already sold. Um, And then, like, it's a fun, like, it's very contemporary. And this is, like, honestly, probably the most contemporary song in this in the semifinal. I swear to God. Um, let me see. Let me see looking back yeah no this is definitely the most like um contemporary sounding song it's sort of like it's like a breakup song and it's over like a sort of drum and bass-esque beat and um about her being stronger than the relationship and then her ex and blah 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 all that you know same stuff all the you know but it's good and it's packaged up in a really tight um tight uh like drum and bass sound um the song wasn't too short it wasn't too long like everything was sort of like perfect about it and like on top of that like she's you know i i told i mentioned like the hair and the uh i mentioned the hair and the uh suit however also like the staging was sort of perfectly done. She has presence, but she was able to work that presence in a way that felt detached. Where I do feel like it's sort of trendy to have these sort of detached performances right now. Um, but a lot of artists can't super pull it off because I think there's sort of a misconception that detached has to mean, like, absent. Um, you know, there is presence there. But also, she was not necessarily super interacting with the audience or the um, or the uh, camera, but it still filled the stage and it filled the room. 
And I think that's something missing from a lot of these sort of like detached performance styles. Um, Cause like, I remember like going through, I think it was the AMAs, it was bad. You know, it was like a lot of, you know, like I said, this is a very contemporary song. And so it was a lot of the same sort of, you know, vibes at the AMAs and you know it was these detached performances but the detachment was like looking down the whole time and not super interacting with anything she was at least like running around interacting with the stage there was like life behind her eyes when you could see it when you could see them and like it was a it was done very well um and I think that this can do this has the potential to do very 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 well um, in this competition, um, which, you know, makes me happy. I love, I don't know. Um, I have a, I have a, I have an affection towards Iceland and Icelanders, even though I've never been to Iceland, but I used to work with a lot of Icelandic people. They're all lovely. Love it. Love them. Um, but yeah, no, I, I worked for a brand that was very steeped in like, it was Icelandic glacial. It was very steeped in like the whole thing, the whole culture and all that. Um, so I'm glad that Iceland has a good entry. Um, and then up next we have Greece. Okay. I don't... The song feels dated. And, you know, it was fine. I don't know. I can't distinguish his voice from, like, half, like, the sad boy, like, you know, alternative writers that they're, that are, like, making music right now. And the song is very generic, very... Eh? I don't know. And it's, like, a a statement of strength and power. He's really proud of the song. I think he's adorable. Um, and... You know, I get it. I am interested to see how it translates to the stage. Because I think there's a pro- there's potential for it to, like, be really fucking cool. And that might actually change my mind. Because, honestly, a lot of times, like... Before seeing, like, the stage production of it all... um, I have very different opinions of the songs. Um, and actually, like... Vice versa, when I before I like started like paying attention to Eurovision and just like watched the performances as they happened before like listening to the songs, there are a few instances where I really liked the song based on the performance, and then I went and listened to it without the visuals, and I was like, "Oh, this isn't good." <laughs> um, Greece's entry in twenty twelve comes to mind. Um, stage presentation was fantastic, and. Um, the performer was attractive and so like the entire package like was great but then on further examination and like actually listening to the song on its own not so much so I think this might be like the opposite of that where like I like I feel like sort of met about the song but I have the I something tells me that this is going to translate really well to the stage and I'm really interested to watch it Um, but I mean beyond that I just sure i don't know next up is poland um yeah i what is going on here (laughs) 
Um, it's like a tropical song from Poland, which I mean, you know, music styles no 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 boundaries. It's not what I want from Poland. Um, but then again, like Poland has been sending similar stuff for like the past few since they like started entering the competition again about ten years ago, and they've not really they sort of stalled out. So I guess maybe it is time to uh try something new. Um, I don't know if the song is for me. If we're going to be perfectly honest, I mean it's like a possible song. Like again, like it's something that I might add to a playlist, but like. You know, and, like, be fine if it came on, but, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to seek it out. Um, but she's attractive. Um, also, it does sort of remind me of Alexandra Stan, after, like, her Saxo era, released this, like, released this song that was sort of, um, more of a tropical influence and, uh, that's what this, um, this sort of reminded, the first listen I didn't get it. The first listen I was like, what, what am I watching? What's going on here? But like listening and like watching the, listening to it tonight and like watching the video back, like I do see it. I, I, it reminded me of that Alexander Stan song who, the name of which I can't remember. And, um, I don't super care to look it up, but it does remind me of something Alexander Stan did in like 2013. Um, which also, like, where the hell is Alexander Stan? I really liked her. Um, okay, next up we have Slovenia. Okay, I really like this song a lot. Um, this, okay. So I remember, like, the first time that I watched through all the semifinal entries, um, the semifinal, semifinal, I don't know, all the entries. Good God. I'm like tripping over myself and I don't know why. Um, anyway, Slovenia. Um, Carpe Diem. I've been forgetting to like say the names. Oops. So if it, if it sounds disjointed, um, it's because it is. <laughs> um... So Slovenia's entry, um, Carpe Diem by Joker Out. Um, I really like this a lot. This is another song. This is like another entry that I feel like is taking some notes from Monoskin. It's sort of an alternative leaning song. It's sort of pop rock. Um, and it's very fashion forward. And I mean, like it was recorded in Hamburg as well, which is also like kind of a question mark, but also sort of makes sense. Um... It's really cool. I really like it a lot. Um, I literally have written down in my notes, it's fun, it's fresh, it's fashion. Um, it's also notable that it's in Slovene. Um, because there are maybe like two other songs in the competition this year that are, <laughs> that are in, that are not in a ling that are not in like English. Um, so I do appreciate that a lot, if we're going to be honest. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's a fun song. Um, and, like, I don't know. Um, 
the video is a lot of fun. I think I remember the video more than the song, if we're going to be honest, which again, like sort of bodes well for the performance, but for the performance of it. Um, if like the visuals are strong, it's, it's strong. It's a good, you know, that that's how you win. Um, and the song is about sort of like party, like, they frame it as being partying. I don't know. I can't, I don't know the lyrics, but that's what the freaking, that's what like the video sort of conveys. And it's also sort of what's being conveyed in the title, um, which is something that I relate to. But, um, and it's also nice to have like a happy song, um, which like this year is a little heavy. And I think that this is going to, you know, add some fun, but in like a good way. Whereas Poland's entry is fun, but like, what are we doing here? Um. Anyway, next up we have Georgia. Um. Which a lot of Americans don't know exists, and they get very confused when they look up Georgia, and it's Georgia the country and not Georgia the state. Um. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it sounds cool, and, like, she's really pretty, and, like, the video, the visuals are really cool. Um, I don't think the lyrics mean anything. Like, I have, I, I was act, I was actively, like, having a difficult time trying to piece together any sort of meaning from these lyrics, and I could not for the life of me figure out what the hell any of these phrases had to do with each other. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Something about love, I guess. I don't know. It, mm. Again, she's pretty. <laughs> and like the actual like music itself is really cool. Um, I really enjoyed it until I started paying attention to the lyrics and caught very confused. Um, anyway, up next we have San Marino. Um, this also made me a little bit uncomfortable. It's sort of a generic glam rock, glam rock-esque song about sex. I don't know. The front man was very hot. Honestly, when the camera opened, it, it, it did something to me. I'm not, I want to be more explicit than that, but I'm like 90% sure I have some family that may or may not listen to this soon for their sake. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, beyond that, there's really not much to like about the song. It's just sort of, it's like not even like interesting, like it's sort of there and it feels like an attempt to be like edgy that just sort of falls flat. Um, I don't really want to talk about it anymore. Anyway, Austria. Um, so Austria probably has my second favorite entry. Um, because, like, what is it? But, like, also, like, in the best way possible. Because, like, it's called, um, what, who the hell is Edgar? By uh, Taya and Selena. 
it's so fun because it's so meaningless but also so well constructed and so well crafted um you know about edgar Allan poe and like inhabiting their body like what the hell are we listening to that video like what the hell are we watching like none of it makes sense and it just like you know, it poses so many questions, but also, like, all the answers, but also the answers pose more questions, because, like, what the hell? None of it makes sense, and it's, you know, perfect. It's fun. It's a fun time. Um. Honestly, like, I could see this being top three in the final. Like, it's that good. And I've seen, like, even, like, some of my friends that don't really pay attention to the Eurovision have, like, discovered it. They're really into it. I, you know, this has, like, all the markings of, like, a top entry, a top act. Um, I still hold with every fiber of my being that Lorreen is winning this, but you know, thir- third or second for this, and I'd be thrilled. Um, because it's good. It's just a good song. Um. Okay. Up next, we have Albania, which um might be the most confusing slash concerning things I've ever seen or heard or what have you. I cannot figure it out. Um, So it's dark and I mean like the music is dark and it feels a little feels like there's some war happening. I don't know. But they said that it was um, about the struggle to keep a family together through a difficult time. But, like, what is that difficult time? And then also, like, at the end of the video, like, the family shows up as she's, like, ripping, like, dust covers off of furniture. I don't... I don't know. And, like, the lyrics don't really make sense, but at the same time, the song is in Serbian. Or not Serbian. Um, Albanian. Ooh. No, no. Forget I said that. Um, an Albanian. And it's, like... What does this, like the lyrics are translated into English, but also, like, it's a really clunky translation. And it's one of those situations where you're losing a lot of context through that translation. And it's sort of like... What? Because, <laughs> um, like, you know, I listen to a lot of foreign music, and I, you know... I, like, look... I, like, you know, will, like, read the translations of lyrics, but sometimes I have to go, like, find multiple sources for those translations for it to make sense. So, like, this is, like, a common issue. And, like my not understanding this isn't um isn't isn't indicative of it like being confusing or like not being good or anything like that it's more of a this translation is clunky situation um it is called duhe um due duje duja d-u-j-e um clearly albanian is a language that i'm not super familiar with um and it's by um, Albina Kalmindi, Kalmindi, sorry, Kalmindi. Um, she's fucking great. She is a performer. She is a vocalist. She is a singer. Like, you know, she's, this is like a really good entry. And I would really, really be into the song if I knew what the fuck it meant. <laughs> but I think this will do well. Um, yeah, um, also, it's good, I, I'm into it, all I have to say, moving on is with, uh, Lithuania, I, 
It's fine. It's really boring, and that sort of makes me hate it. This is, like, another situation where, like, sort of personal songs, like, don't aren't, like, doing super well this year. Like, personal struggle or personal feeling or personal emotional emotion. Like, there's so many songs that are more, I guess, for lack of a better word, profound and, like, have a larger scope. But songs like this that are about her, like, coming out of a breakup and finding her happiness again, don't, you know, hit the same sort of notes. And so then when you're up against, you know, something like Lorene's, um... Lorene's Tattoo, or, um... I'm trying to remember some other stuff from, uh... The first semifinal. (coughs) But, you know... They're more, like, when you're not hitting on, like, multiple notes, it's just, like, not really registering. And it's a fine song. Um, It is Stay by Monica Link... Let me... Pronunciation, outside of languages that I'm familiar with, is really difficult. Um... There's no pronunciation guide to be found. Um, Linkite? Linkite? She also um, represented Lithuania um, in 2015 with the duet uh, with Varas Bomila. I'm so sorry about these pronunciations. Um, With the song this time. Um, It placed 18th. It did fine. It, it's That's how I feel about this. It's It'll do fine. But, like... Honestly, I don't remember it. I remember the stage. And I remember her backup singers. And I remember what she was wearing. And that she is pretty. <coughs> that's really it. Um, The song is like a total wash. It was fine. Like, I didn't turn it off or anything. Like, I... And I wouldn't turn it off if it came on. Maybe at the gym. But that's really it. But... It's just... It doesn't pack... It doesn't have, like, the impact that I feel like a song really needs to have. In this competition in this year. Um... But it's a perfectly fine song. It's a perfectly fine, like, adult contemporary, like... Sort of pop song. And then finally we have... Ashaya. I just, I'm very confused. Um, I think I would have liked it better had they leaned. So it's a, it's promised by Voyager who are like a new metal band, new metal band. And quite frankly, it feels like they watered it down to appeal to a broader audience. But I feel like honestly, it would probably would have done better had it been like a full on metal track. Like for me, at least I would have found that more engaging it felt a little bit wishy-washy trying to go between two worlds. It was a fine song. But, like, also, I don't know what it was about, honestly. Um, Because, like, for a lot of these songs, like, I have, like, notes written down, like, what the song is about, whatever. Like, I can't for the life of me figure out what the song was about. 
really weird. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, I am compelled to go listen to other music by them. They're not they're a band whose name I know, but not that I am familiar with. And they seem like somebody that I, something that I would like actually enjoy if we're going to be honest. So I look forward to like actually looking into them and listening to more of their music. But in the meantime, the song is whatever. It'll make the final. I don't think it'll even. I don't think it'll make it anywhere near the top ten. But I don't think it'll do like terribly either. I don't know. Overall, like the semifinal is kind of weak. Which like honestly also makes me feel bad for the other semifinal because like. Now they're, you know, they have, like, stiffer competition to get into the final. And then, like, here these people are, and they're like, we're here. <coughs> Sorry, my throat is, like, dry as hell tonight. Um, yeah, I mean, looking through this, my favorites are definitely Belgium, Gustav, because of you. Um, Iceland's entry, uh, Power Bedelia, Dilja. Um, Slovenia's entry, Carpe Diem by Joker Out. Yeah, that's it. So that's what, like five songs? Like what? Uh, let me see again. Slovenia, Iceland. Um, Belgium. And. Yeah. Denmark. Well, let's throw Denmark in there too. Because he's a little cutie. And the song is, pop, is like fine. It's a good, it's a good little skinny pop song. I don't. But it's not, like, earth-shattering or groundbreaking. I don't know. I feel bad. I don't want to speak this negatively. I don't know. Anyway. I will be... I don't know. Okay. You know what? Whatever. I'll be back on Monday with um a new episode. Probably alone. Probably about Hannah. Um... I wish I had a better note to end on, but here we are. All right, bye.